Hello and welcome to another episode of Just Jets, episode number 187. What is going on? I am Matt O'Leary, going to be hanging out, talking some New York Jets football with you as I go through the biggest things going on in Jets land right now. Number one, we will get through the New York Jets and Dallas Cowboys final fallout from that before we look ahead and get into what I am calling a must-win game against the New England Patriots. It is a legacy game for Zach Wilson and your voicemails to close out the show. We have a ton of voicemails uh, and just wanted to let you know um, that before we, you know, some housekeeping things before we really get into it. uh, Now that the season's back, uh, get a ton, a lot more calls, which is fantastic. I love that. It makes the, the show longer and more interactive, which is always a great thing. But uh, if you call in in between like Wednesday and Saturday, the call is already old by the time that the next week is going ahead. Like it's like, hey, I'm looking forward to this, this, and this happening in the game, and then the game happens and it's already old. So I can't, I can't play the ones previous of the game happening. So anything that is after the game up until when I'm recording on Tuesday late afternoon, early evening will be included in the program. So just wanted to let everyone know that in case you're wondering, like, hey, how come I didn't hear my call? Well. Number one, we had a lot this week, and also so uh, trying to change it up. And also number two is uh, if you called in before the the Cowboys game, um, then that one won't be featured. Only things from uh, after the game onward. Let's get a word in from our sponsors. Today we are sponsored by Manscaped, as always, uh, and we are here to thank our sponsors for the bouncing bundle of joy that they provide us. No, we're not talking about a, a bouncing baby or anything like that. We're talking about your baby makers. That's right. Today's show is brought to you by Manscaped, but just like your babies, your delicate little guys have sensitive skin, so you got to use the best products on that sensitive skin. And with the skin-safe technology that Manscaped provides... That's where you want to go. There's That's where Manscaped's Platinum Package comes in. From razors to shower care. I was using the body wash earlier today. This package goes above the gold standard for your body hair. So treat your beautiful boys to the world's finest toys at manscaped.com. Use my promo code JETS20. That is J-E-T-S-2-0 for 20% off and free shipping from Manscaped. Make sure to pick yourself up something nice over there. All right, let's get into the episode for today. Obviously, the New York Jets lose a ugly one, 30-10 against the Dallas Cowboys. That was not a fun one. Uh, They started off, they were hanging around in the game for a little while in that first half. And, you know, coming out of the second half, even into the third quarter, they were doing okay. But I just don't understand the game plan. And I did a video on it earlier this week talking about what was Nathaniel Hackett trying to do because I get it. Like they are limited at the quarterback position with Zach Wilson in there and they have to do things differently. Like obviously there's going to be a change from uh, going from Aaron Rodgers over to uh, moving over to Zach Wilson. I'm not saying that there's not going to be a change, but he did not make Zach Wilson or this offense's life any easier in this game. I retweeted uh, Dylan Terryman, who covers the New York Jets. He's a writer and co-host for Jet Nation Live. Uh, I'm sure you've seen his work. If not, make sure to follow along with him uh, online. He gives really good insight. And uh, he tweeted out, he's been a, he's been tracking the Jets personnel. And against the Buffalo Bills, they ran 11 personnel, which is three wide receivers on the field, which is pretty standard for today's NFL. But after the Aaron Rodgers injury, they changed things. They used 11 personnel 38.8% of the time. So that means they had 
two tight ends on the field, three tight ends, you know, fullback on the field, significantly more. And in fact, you know, in, in week one, I could give you the, uh, the exact numbers against the bills. It was uh, 12 personnel was 22.2%. Uh, then it was uh, 18.5 for one running back and three tight ends, two running backs and one tight end, 11.1% and two running backs and two tight ends was 7.4%. In this game against the Dallas Cowboys, as the offensive line is getting beaten over and over and over and over and over again, Nathaniel Hackett doubles, doubles it. 74.6% of plays were used in 11 personnel. Three out of every four plays the New York Jets ran, they were in 11 personnel. It doesn't make any logical sense. It doesn't make a lick of sense. Their line was getting beat left and right. They couldn't establish a ground game. They only ran the ball with their running backs 10 times in this game. That's not nearly enough. Their most efficient rusher was Zach Wilson. But, my God, did the Jets absolutely get it wrong from a game plan standpoint? There was a time where they had Zach Wilson in an empty set. With this offensive line going up against that defensive line, that should never happen. You got to line up and play smash mouth football, which is what we saw in week one. And that's kind of what Dallas was doing to you. There were many, many times where the Dallas was trying to establish the run, get the ball out quick. It was Dak getting the ball out of his hands quickly. And it worked great. Credit to Mike McCarthy. He did a great job in this game. I'm not the biggest Mike McCarthy fan, but you got to call, you know, call it how it is. He was he had a great game plan against this New York Jets defense. But it their game plan doesn't make any sense. They're giving a roster spot to Nick Bauden and they use him on two plays. Their best blocking tight end, Jeremy Rucker, played five snaps. CJ Uzama's getting run out there, getting cooked in blocking assignments, rep after rep after rep and then oh by the way, they're lining him out wide. For what? Why? He has no chance beating a corner out wide. He's just taking a guy out of a play. You might as well run 10 guys out there instead of the 11. It's useless. You can't find a spot for Miko Hardman or Xavier Gibson to get in there with their speed. You can't, right? An end around, anything. A screen, just get the ball out in their hands quick. No, didn't see it. Did not see it. Xavier Gibson didn't play an offensive snap. And by the time Hardman got in there, it was already, the game was already out of reach. And they, you know, it was done. They were down 17 points plus at that point. I, I, I don't get it. The offensive game plan in that game was absolutely horrific. And when we get to your calls later in the show, I mean, my goodness. I mean, you guys let Hackett have it and deservedly so. I'm not saying, you know, Two games into his tenure as Jets OC, fire Nathaniel Hackett. That's not happening, obviously. But wake up, man. I, I don't know what you were possibly thinking was the the plan for this game, but it just made zero sense. And defensively, an even bigger disappointment. They got zero pressure on Dak Prescott. Solomon Thomas was the only one who had a sack, but they were uh, unable to get any pressure. They were trying to blitz to mitigate it, and Dak was just getting the ball out quick and in space. And the Jets tackling woes return. Quincy Williams missed some tackles. Uh, Sauce Gardner missed some tackles. Plenty of people missed tackles in this game. And you just can't have that. That's how you lose games. 
They lost this game not because of Zach Wilson, which is crazy to think. If you thought the Jets, if you told me the Jets lost this game by 20 points, I would have told you, oh my God, Zach Wilson must have been like atrocious. And I'm not saying that Zach was stellar. He wasn't, but he was not the biggest reason why they lost this game at all. The defense let Dallas march up and down the field at will in this game. At will. They had no answers for the Dallas Cowboys. CeeDee Lamb had 11 catches on over 140 yards in the game. Tony Pollard was stellar. Dak was stellar. Mika Parsons was stellar on the defensive side. But I was just really blown away by how bad of an effort we got from the New York Jets defense in this game. They are good. They're going to bounce back. Sauce Gardner will bounce back. I know he had the dropped interception. And, you know, coverage-wise, Sauce was good in this game. But the the dropped interception is going to stand out. It would have been a pick six, which is just so hard to swallow and changes everything. But the game plan for this team, I can't get over the game plan for this game, what the Jets' thought process there was, and then the defense not tackling well. Again, going on the road and beating that Dallas team, very, very tough ask. But I thought they would keep it close. I thought it'd be a low-scoring, tight game. It wasn't. Not at all. Dallas had 18 points in the first half. And they put up 30. It was bend but don't break. They kicked a lot of field goals, which I guess positive spin, but I don't know. I, I couldn't get over just how bad that defense was in that game. And we got to get into now, and it just has my little thoughts on it. I, I You've probably seen my thoughts, a ton of thoughts on this game, but for the podcast, wanted to get that out. Transitioning now to as you know, we get to Wednesday at this point, the week is shifting and the focus goes on to New England Patriots. And this might be a little dramatic, right? You would think a week three game, calling that a must win game, really, and week three is must win. But in this circumstance, in this set of circumstance for the New York Jets, I've said it since the game ended on Sunday night football between the New England Patriots and the Miami Dolphins. If not now, when for this New York Jets team? That is the theme of this episode. If not now, freaking when? Patriots are 0-2. 0-2 on their season, and the Jets have a chance to effectively end their season. You can't go 0-3 and then compete. like it is. It's insanely difficult to start a year 0-2 and work your way back and make the playoffs. It's a very slim percentage. It's been done before, right? The Giants famously did it. I believe the New England Patriots in 2001 also did it. Um, So that has happened. But to start a season 0-3, you're pretty much cooked before October rolls around. That would be motivation enough, you would hope. And on top of that, that your defense got embarrassed last week against the Dallas Cowboys. They desperately need a bounce-back game, which they've played really well against the New England Patriots in the specifically last year gave up 22 points in the first outing but uh, I mean Zach Wilson turned the ball over three times more on Zach Wilson uh, against this uh, New York against this New England Patriots defense you know coming up here but I just can't think of a better time for storylines to line up for this to finally be the time where they beat the Patriots and their season and win against this team for the first time since December of 2015. Over the last 
seven years. Seven years is a long, long, long time. The Jets are 0-14 against this New England Patriots team. 0-14. Disgusting. And is a lot of that when they were great with Tom Brady? Yeah, of course. But they also, there were examples of the Jets beating a great Tom Brady-led team. Uh, In 2009, they did it in the regular season. In 2010, they did it uh, as well in the regular season. And then in the playoffs in 2015, they did it. In 2006, they did it. In 2008, the Patriots were still good, but not with Tom Brady as he was hurt, obviously. They did it. There have been examples of the Jets beating this New England team, but this is not the same New England Patriots of old now. For This is year four of them not being the same New England Patriots of old. You had 2020, the COVID year with Cam Newton. Uh, they were a bad football team, and the Jets lost to them twice. The Jets were also a horrific team, so even if you want to throw that one out the window, fine. In 2021, they were not even close to being in either of those games. The the first one, the home opener, Zach Wilson implodes, no touchdowns, four picks. You blink and the game was over at that point. I was sunburned in the upper tank of MetLife Stadium uh, for that game. That stunk. And then last year in particular, again, Patriots not any good last year. And the two games that you lost could not have been any more frustrating for this team. Like that was the turn. The first loss was the turning point of the season. That JFM roughing the passer call that negated a pick six that would have essentially put that game on ice was the turning point of the season. That was the three pick performance. And still somehow they were in that. It was a 22 17 game. The Jets still almost won that game with Zach Wilson completely imploding in the second half of that football game. And the roughing the passer call that was borderline that, that, Borderline's putting it nicely. That negated a a pick six, so extra points on the board there. And then the second time was the last and final straw, seemingly, for the New York Jets starting Zach Wilson or going forward with Zach Wilson as their plan as a starting quarterback as they lost 10-3 to with the only touchdown being a special team score, essentially as time expired for the New England Patriots. Thank you, Braden Mann, by the way. Uh, But that defense was stellar again like they were all last season against New England Patriots and the Jets offense all they needed to do was give you something and they didn't 77 passing yards from Zach Wilson which again that's probably a good time to now bring up just how bad Zach Wilson has performed in his career against the New England Patriots he started four games got hurt in his second game, so he didn't complete that one. But the Jets are 0-4. He has a 50.94 completion percentage, two touchdowns, seven interceptions, 693 yards, 6.54 yards per attempt, and a 50.6 quarterback rating. It's as bad as it gets. And if there was ever a time, that's why I dropped the video yesterday, talking about it because if there was ever a time for him to just show that I can I did take a step forward from last year and I can manage games for this team going forward it's now against a team that is has their back against the wall New England Patriots that is uh, an ounce away from having their season be over they don't have the talent offensively 
to compete with most teams. And to New England's credit, I will give them credit. Bill O'Brien going in there, Mac Jones does look better this year. He does. I'm not saying he's a stellar quarterback. He's not an elite quarterback, but he has taken a, a big step forward from a sophomore slump in year two. But they don't have talent on the offensive side of the ball or enough talent on the offensive side of the ball. Defensively, they're still pretty good, but they're not unbeatable. You had the Eagles put up 25 points against them. Uh, and then you had uh, the performance uh, of, on Sunday Night Football. Tua was able to perform well against them. They put up 20-plus points in their win. If you get to 20 points, you should win this game. It really shouldn't be asking a lot, especially with Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson. I understand the offensive line problems, but that's on Nathaniel Hackett and Zach Wilson to figure it the F out. Figure it out. I don't care. They could win this game 6-3. to three. It wouldn't matter. They have to finally beat this New England Patriots team. Enough is enough. Oh, for their last 14. A lot has changed since 2015. I get it. A lot over that time, the Jets have been really, really bad. I understand that. But this is the NFL. A league of parity. A league of where week to week, there are upsets. Every single freaking week, there are teams that are not supposed to win, not supposed to have a shot, that go in and win games. Jets couldn't accidentally fall into one over the last seven years against this team. Not in either one of those games last year where the Jets' defense held the Patriots' offense to three points. In that game, the Jets' defense held the Patriots' offense to three points, and they still found a way to lose. For this coaching staff, for this organization, and for this quarterback in Zach Wilson, it is time now. Show me that you can adjust after getting your ass kicked against the Dallas Cowboys, who is a Super Bowl contending team. Like you could there is no shame in losing a game to the Dallas Cowboys. Did they have a brutal effort in that game? Yeah, they did. But bounce back. Don't let it spiral out of control. If you come back home now to your own building and put up another egg against this team that has beaten you down every single gosh darn year for the last seven years specifically, and really for 25, almost 25 years since 2001. Enough is enough. It has to end now. This game has a must-win stamp on it. If they don't, if a week from now we are talking about how Zach Wilson imploded again, the defense wasn't good, then there will be some serious questions about this coaching staff because that's a that's a disgrace. That would be an absolute disgrace. You have to come out here and find a way to win this game. Enough is enough. Let's get into your voicemails. We will go out to Max calling in from Homedale, New Jersey to start us off. And he wants to recap the Cowboys game, give his thoughts about how the Jets played down in Dallas. Hi, this is uh, Max from uh, Homedale, New Jersey. And here's the thoughts on the game. Defense played really bad. They lost 30 points on the Cowboys. Zach Wilson... He was decent, but a decent game for Zach Wilson is still bad. I mean, he did prove the small ball, but like the short pass down the field. But still, Zach Wilson is not a very good quarterback. And with Aaron Rodgers with a, a torn Achilles injury, we should probably try to get either Jacoby Brissett or Garner Minshew. 
we should get, try to get a serviceable quarterback that can win us games. I just don't think, even though Zach played decent, I don't think he can win games. What's your thoughts on this? And go, Jeff. Yeah, I really can't believe uh, the one the game plan that they had in it, and the, to me, the defense stood out significantly more. Uh, and thank you, Max, for the for the call. But I don't know how Robert Sala can pretty much say that we're we're good with our quarterback room. Even if you don't, even if you want to go forward rather with with Zach Wilson for now. Again, you know, for now, subject to change. I don't think you should write in stone that Zach Wilson's going to start the remaining now fifteen games. If he plays better, sure, okay, continue to run him out there and start. But Tim Boyle now as essentially your QB two is not good. Gardner Minshew had to come in in relief of Anthony Richardson with a concussion issue. I don't know if he is going to come out now. Uh, as for uh, Jacoby Brissett, I mean, Sam Howell has looked really good through the first two games, so maybe they feel comfortable moving on from him. Jacoby Brissett's one that I think makes a ton, a ton of sense. Colt McCoy, maybe. I don't love Carson Wentz. I, I really don't. Jameis, like... are. I don't love Jameis either, but they need to get another veteran quarterback in here. Not even if it's just saying like, okay, trade for a vet and have him start immediately. You have to have him start practicing and learning the scheme so that if you do eventually have to make a change, because also something to point out in Zach Wilson's first two years in the league, he's gotten hurt. So you might have to go to your backup quarterback. You may have to due to injury, not due to bad performance, but due to injury. And do you want to watch the Tim Boyle show? I don't. I've seen the Tim Boyle show. I'm all set with the Tim Boyle show. In fact, it's got you got to bring in somebody again, uh, just someone who could even come in and be a backup at this point. I don't. I absolutely do not trust Tim Boyle to be this team's backup and be one snap away from having Tim Boyle have to lead you the rest of the season. That would be horrific. And then you know that would happen, right? If that if Zach Wilson, God forbid, gets hurt and they have to go to Tim Boyle, you know who the one guy that they would sign off the street? It would be Joe F. and Flacco. They'd bring in Joe Flacco at that point, and then eventually in 2023, we'll find a game at the end of the year where Joe Flacco is starting games, you know, where he'd rather be somewhere down on the Jersey Shore uh, do you know doing any literally anything else? That's what he looked like last year when when they had to go back to Joe Flacco. He looked like he'd rather be just about anywhere else. And that would be what? How many years in a row now? 20, 21, 22, 23? That would be the fourth year in a row that Joe Flacco would have to come in. The year's gonna be like twenty thirty five, and Joe Flacco's still gonna find a way to get on this roster and get on the field. It's insane. Let's go to Billy Billstein up next. Billy Bill, what's going on? Hey, Matthew O'Leary. How's it going, sir? Billy Bilstein here. You can call me Bill. I don't know what to say after that game, but I will say that they obviously got very beat up at the seat position. Do you think that means they might activate trade? I think that there should be a good opportunity for him to help the team. Also, do you think that they should get Joe Tipman involved in the offense? It doesn't feel like the offensive line did a good job. As a matter of fact, 
they were filthy. So do you think that we could see Joe Tipman and Trey Dean pump some life into this team against the New England Patriots? Also, do you notice that food doesn't seem to taste as good after the Jets lose? <laughs> Thank you, Matthew O'Leary, for uh. all that you do. <laughs> I appreciate you, Billy Billstein. Got to work away for Trey Dean to get on the field. Maybe. I guess we're going to have to keep an eye on Tony Adams the rest of this week. They do have Adrian Amos who they could go to. But we are officially on Joe Tipman watch. Whether it's at center to replace a Connor McGovern who may have had his worst game as a New York Jet this past week. Horrific. Or if it's to come in and play for Lakin Tomlinson. Something's got to give soon. This is probably the last go, or at least should be the last go, with this starting five offensive line. I'm even questioning giving them a third opportunity, but they didn't really get a ton of uh, chances to play together in the preseason and in training camp because of the injuries with Dwayne Brown. He comes back slowly. He looks bad through the first two games. Like in Tomlinson's been bad for his entire Jets tenure. Connor McGovern was okay against the Buffalo Bills, horrific against the Dallas Cowboys. AVT hasn't been great to start the year, but you're not really worried about AVT long-term. And Mekhi Becton's been up and down. Penalties more of a problem with me right now with Becton than his actual blocking. Oh, and oh, maybe mix in a run on the right-hand side. That would might be a good addition for this New York Jets offense. But we're on Joe Tipman watch. It's got to be happening soon rather th- sooner rather than later for me. Let's go to DG next who wants to talk about offensive creativity and the lack thereof. Hi Matt, DG from Long Island again. I know I called you after I listened to uh to Wednesday's show but uh Sunday night and I just can't stop thinking that the that the Hackett Zach Williams Zach Wilson offense looks a lot like the LaFleur Zach Williams offense. Zach Wilson offense. It's not a lot of, um, I don't know, creativity maybe is the word. Um, not a lot of consistency. Four touches for Hall. How about running behind Beckman? How about, you know, doing something to prevent him from loading the box? How about, uh, how about an empty, uh, backfield workout? I mean, it just looks like more of the same. Maybe it's Wilson. Maybe he's just limited and, you know, can't challenge an empty, uh, you know, a loaded box, but very disappointing. I was hoping to see more from Hackett as far as, again, creativity, um, just doing some things to, to get some yardage and I don't know. Uh, if, if, if he's not capable, it is going to be a long season. Anyway, just want to get your thoughts on that. Uh, and listen, we got New England. Like I said, New England, uh, Belichick eats Wilson for the lunch, and uh, it's going to be an interesting game. All right, love to get your thoughts. Go Jets. Yeah, no, I I appreciate you checking in there. It's look, Zach Wilson is obviously limited. There are major issues with Zach Wilson's game. Um and that's why he was relegated to a backup role. But there's also things that Nathaniel Hackett can do 
better to put this offense in a ch- in a chance or in a spot where they can have a chance. Running Brees Hall four times helps no one. I I agree. Brees Hall was upset after the game. He should be. He absolutely should be. That's unacceptable. Their personnel usage is is, is horrific. C.J. Uzama should not be in there over Jeremy Ruckert anymore. He's not the same level of blocker. He's just not. Nick Bowden should be in there more. They should run three three tight end sets. Use Nicole Hardman in space. Xavier Gibson in space. It's not that hard. It shouldn't be, at least. But the game plan is just so, so bad. And that's not giving Zach Wilson a pass. He doesn't deserve a pass for how he played, especially in that fourth quarter. But they they were just, they came in with no set plan at all. And that offensive line has to be better. They all do. It's not just one thing. They all just have to, they have to do something differently. And it's, you're right to call it vanilla because it was very, it was very boring. It was a very boring game plan. They have to get more creative and try different things. So maybe you'd have a shot. Maybe I, I I hope anyway. I hope that against a team that isn't probably the best defense in the league, the Dallas Cowboys, I think have shown through two weeks that they are the best defense in the league. That you have somewhat of a of a pulse offensively. Let's do Liam up next from Staten Island. Hey Matt, it's Liam from Staten Island. Not a great week. Really not a great week. Wanted to kind of go through the three different phases of the team, see what you thought about each one. So we'll start with the good. We'll start with special teams, not what you want to hear. I thought they've been great. You had the touchdown return. You had the fake punt to start the game. I thought special teams has been good this year so far. Really solid. It'd be great if one of the other two facets of the game could step up and therefore complement special teams, but I'll take an A to A-plus special teams to start the year. Defense, I felt they've been average. They haven't been top three, top five, top ten. Maybe top half of the league, but average. Sauce has been okay. DJ Reed was bad this game. He was responsible for covering C.D. Lamb, gave up 100 yards on seven for seven receptions in the first half. Bad. Bad, bad start. No interceptions. Soft dropping what would have been a game-leading pick six. And the zone coverage was just weak. I mean, the amount of times I saw us drop into zone coverage and give up. 8 to 15 yards. Like it was nothing. Like that's okay. Constant. Two-week zones. And when we played man, Jesus Christ, could they burn us heavy. If they ran the ball, they were going outside for 20 to 30 yards. And if they made a good connection, that's a 20 to 50-yard pass, depending on, you know, many circumstances. But ridiculous. Now we'll move on to the worst part of the New York Jets offense, which, minus Aaron Rodgers, makes sense. The offense. At first, I thought we were all right. I thought, you know, we just had to get into a rhythm and we'll be all right from there. Didn't happen. The O-line 
is terrible. Zach Wilson is scared for his life. I thought at first he was just bad. No, he is terrified. He is scrambling and making terrible throws because he is terrified of getting smushed. And it's understandable. He has a terrible line in front of him, and he knows it. He watched Aaron get destroyed in four plays. He knows that could happen to him at any moment. He is terrified to be protected by these bums. Now you're going to go, he's an ass. It kind of cuts at the end there, but I think the point rings in true. The special teams has been good from the kicking game to the punting being a massive upgrade. Thank you, Thomas Morstead. Uh, and, you know, Xavier Gibson's been been great. So that that's that's a win. Defensively, stellar in week one, really bad in week two, evens out to average, fair. I agree with that. And then on offense, it's just the, the, the game plan was horrific. Uh, the offensive line was bad. Zach Wilson, you know what you know what he is at this point, right? Like you you know that there are different things that you can do with him, and he has some throws that he put on paper, and you're like, oh, oh my god, wow, that was that was great. And then some other ones where you're like, what are you doing? And while the the quarterbacking uh, or the offensive line rather has been so bad, him stepping up in the pro- in the pocket instead of rolling back has been a plus. But there's just that's the smallest of baby steps. He has to do more to the, get to the point where the Jets can compete with him playing. And he's not the number one reason they lost that game against Dallas. The defense is first. The game plan is first. The line is first. Uh, all, all above before you get to Zach Wilson as being the main culprit. I think you could plug about just about any quarterback in there and you'd have a loss because of just that, that defense not being good enough. Defense wasn't good enough. Uh, against the Dallas Cowboys, uh, and you got you need you need them to get back in gear against New England. Have to, no excuse. You're not going up against the same quality opponent that you faced in Week One or in Week Two. They needed this bounce back game badly. Let's go out to Will in Dallas, who was at the game and wants to give his perspective. Hey Matt, Will calling from Dallas. Ignore the last voicemail. I I was so unorganized with my thoughts. <laughs> That's okay. I'm sure you feel the same way. Anyways, I was at the game, and, man, it was awesome connecting with all the Jets fans, saying hi, um, just talking to them, even for just a short time. You guys are awesome. I'm sorry that Dallas fans are just the bottom 1% of the entire population, the United States intelligence-wise. And when you get these stupid people and they're drunk at the stadium, man, I'm so sorry for all the Jets fans that experience. That's, this is why... People in Dallas, if you're not a Cowboys fan, you can't stand the Cowboys. Their fans are just the dumbest people on the planet, genuinely. And I mean that with all disrespect. Um, but I, I just want to say a few things. One, Zach Wilson's going to get a lot of hate. I don't think he deserves it. He was trying to do something. Did he do it well? No. Is he? Does he look like he's ever going to be able to be a hero of an offense? Not really. No. But he was trying to do something. It's not like he cost us the game. The game was over at that point. Throw that out the window. I put a lot of it on one the defense, but you, you talked about that in your recap, so I'm not going to get too into it. Nathaniel Hackett, he's got to wow. have a better game plan next week. Has to. First of all, what I don't understand is Dwayne Brown sucks. 
he's, he's 40 years old and he sucks. I understand Michael Parsons is, is a top one to three pass rusher in this league, but oh my gosh, was he horrible. Like, horrible. Watching it live, was it was even worse. It's, it almost feels like it slowed down on the TV, but watching it live, it's like Dwayne Brown never had a shot. Never had a shot. Lakin Tomlinson was pretty garbage, too. But why are we giving the ball to Brees and Dalvin a combined eight times? And I understand, or was it maybe ten times? I understand eight. Dalvin sucked. Dalvin was horrible today. But give the ball to Brees. And where is Nicole Hardman? I understand he wants to be a receiver, all that. At least put him on the field as a receiver. Why is he not doing a Braxton Berrios type role? Do something to get the ball out of Zach's hands and off on the edge. Then the other thing is, our two best offensive linemen are on the right side. Where does Parsons line up? Over Dwayne Brown on the left side. Where do we run the ball? Right at Micah Parsons. I don't understand. <laughs> like, what is the thought process of, you know what? Becton's a great run blocker. ABT, great run blocker. Micah Parsons is on the other side. But you know what we're going to do? We're going to run right at Parsons. I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand. I feel bad for Zach. He he was, I mean, murdered all night by that pass rush. Hackett has to step it up. Tomlinson and Dwayne Brown at this point. <laughs> at this point, what? That they're they're all pros? Was that where you were going with that one? Yeah, that's gotta gotta change and gotta change now. Has to just the, the you could point out so many freaking things that went wrong. It's unbelievable. It truly, truly is unbelievable. I don't know how it continues to happen that way. I don't. I really have no idea how it continues to to happen that way. But just how bad the offensive line was not giving Brees Hall four carries. Look, I understand him being on a pitch count. In the first game, I said he was going to get somewhere around 8 to 12 carries. He ends up getting 10. This week, I thought, all right, probably same thing, maybe 10 to 12 in that range. Four. And I get it. They didn't have the ball a lot. I don't want to hear that as an excuse. I don't. You can't be splitting reps with Dalvin Cook 50-50 at this point now. You can't. With how Dalvin's looked in the first two weeks, no. They still need to run the ball a lot, but it can, you can't. Dalvin Cook can't have the same number of carries as Brees Hall. Brees has got to have more now. And again, I'm not saying 20 carries. I'm not even saying 15 carries, but there's no reason that Brees can't live in the 10 to 12 range until he's all the way ramped back up. Four is just a joke. It is an absolute joke. I have no idea, no idea what Nathaniel Hackett was thinking with this game plan. Not a clue. Don't know. Has to be better this week. Have to run the ball against the New England Patriots. Let's go to Constantine and PA. Guess what we're talking about? Nathaniel Hackett. All right, what do you got? Hey, Maddie, this is Constantine from Mary PA. What's up, dude? What was that shit show we were watching yesterday? What is Nathaniel Hackett thinking? Does he still think Aaron Rodgers is playing? The game plan was horrendous. We completely abandoned our running game after a couple of tries. Zach Wilson was the leading rusher on our team, if that tells you anything. Our defense played subpar. Our coaching staff missed the first call of the game with Dallas's touchdown. That ball popped up. Nobody caught that. So they just give Dallas the touchdown. 
just like they gave Dallas the effing game. How many years have we suffered? How many years have we dealt with inadequacies and terrible, terrible decisions? Are we on like some kind of groundhog day here? Because it's looking like the same old Jets to me. We look like hot garbage. I can't be more pissed at what I saw yesterday in Dallas. Winning a Super Bowl this year? You know what? There's a thing called N.A. And all the people that were on drugs thinking that, they need to go to a meeting ASAP. This is bullshit. I'm not going to put up with this if it keeps happening week after week. We got to get a quarterback that can at least handle some kind of pressure in the pocket. Zach Wilson goes into the cerebral palsy stage from the Wolf of Wall Street when he sees Micah Parsons in that defense coming at him. It's pathetic. How are we supposed to compete with the likes of Miami and Buffalo, which showed great improvement? Again, Miami, 2-0. Buffalo showed great improvement yesterday over the Raiders. So we're basically, it's us and the Patriots at the cellar. And guess what? We play the Patriots next. And if we lose to them, guess who's going to be in the cellar? We are. Gee, does that sound familiar? I don't know what's got to happen with Nathaniel Hackett, but he better wake the hell up. Aaron Rodgers ain't on the field. Get over it. Zach Wilson, you can't work with. We got to get a veteran quarterback that can at least read a defense and make a couple of plays. Yeah, he made one pass to Garrett Wilson. Oh, whoop-de-doo. It was a quick slant, and Garrett Wilson's got the breakaway speed. That's all I saw. Anyway, I know my time's about to run out, and I ain't going J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. I'm going S-A. I wonder where that was going. <laughs> Thank you for your passion, Constantine. Here's some numbers for you with Zach Wilson under pressure where this is just unacceptable. Two of 13 passing when pressured after going one and five. So he's three of 18 under pressure. Since coming into the league, worst quarterback when pressured based on completion percentage, yards per attempt, and touchdown to interception ratio. Again, it, not not a Wilson defense, but if this is what you know you are dealing with, how do you run 11 personnel 75% of the place? It doesn't make it. It goes back to the original. They were set up to fail from begin with with how they thought they were going to go into this game and play offense. Didn't make any sense. Did not make any sense. And I do like, I think we need to, to give Zach a little bit more credit on that slant. Yes, it's only a slant. It's not that it was a far throw, but he put that ball in a window where only Garrett could get it and continue to run after the catch with it. It was a good throw. He had a handful of good throws in the game, which is not enough. It's not enough for you to say, oh, my, like this guy you're going to win a Super Bowl with. And you know you're not winning a Super Bowl with Zach Wilson. But the goal for me is to find your way into a playoff spot, find your way to nine wins somewhere. And can he show that he can be that guy? This past week against Dallas? For three quarters of the game, but the meltdown at the end, no. He's going to play a hell of a lot better against the Patriots than he has in his career. That is a definite. That is a definite. 
Let's go Dante from South Carolina. This is kind of a polar opposite. We want to defend Zach Wilson now. Hey, Matt. It's Dante from South Carolina. Um, I'm probably going to be one of the only ones who calls you and defends Zach, but I'm going to defend Zach, man. Um, I don't think you can blame this game on him at all, really. Um, I was in the building. Um, I flew from South Carolina to Dallas to go see the game, and although we got our ass kicked, it was still a fun time. But regardless, um, I mean, you, we lose that game with Rodgers anyway, in my opinion. Um, I, I think Zach showed so much improvement in the, uh, the first three quarters before the team kind of got desperate and just let him sling it kind of recklessly. Um, and you can, you know, you can argue that, like, if you're we're making hard quarterback throw the ball, he shouldn't be turning it over. But I don't really think any of the picks were really his fault. I think the first one you could kind of blame on him. First so, and the, third. Um, second one. The second care. one, and I don't know if it's me just being overcritical or whatnot, I think Garrett should have made more of an effort to catch that ball. He saw the safety coming, and it seemed like he kind of just, let him have it almost. Um, he didn't like try to come up and box, box him out and, or make a jump for it. It, uh, it seemed very lackluster in terms of effort. And then as for that third one, um, might have been a miscommunication, might have just kind of been an errant throw. But honestly, Zach didn't have that many bad throws this game. That second pick with Garrett Wilson, if that safety doesn't make that play, that's a touchdown. If the ball doesn't get tipped at the line right before half, that's a touchdown. And then we're talking about a 30 um, to 21 game because obviously we don't kick the field goal before half. Um, but either way, we still lose. So, like, I rather lose 30 to 10 and or 30 to 21 doesn't really make a difference. Um, I don't know. I think people are being hard on Zach. Um, I understand that he kind of has, has a short leash, but our O line is dreadful. Like, Dwayne, Dwayne Brown couldn't block a JB student at this point. Um, Lakin Thomason, I, I'm with I'm with you on that. I'm I'm ready to get him out of there. Um, our defense, they showed up. I guess I mean they showed up in a way that they allowed five field goals and not five touchdowns. So that was nice. But they were on the field for 40 minutes. They were getting third downs left and right. Um, penalties like you had four penalties in the red zone, and they were all stupid. I mean they were all stupid except that Brandon Apple's one was kind of arguable, but that, that pass interference on JFM was absolute dog. Uh, uh, a, um, joke. a joke. So, I mean, we, we killed ourselves, and I think uh, Salah didn't make enough adjustments. Um, I don't like how Hackett didn't involve Brees Hall at all. Yeah, he, okay. We got, uh, Dante gets caught at the end there, but I... Zach is further down the list on what was the reason why they lost. To me, the, de- the defense was... They, they Dallas moved the ball at will on that defense. And don't give me that they were on the field too long. Because before Zach Wilson even took a snap, Dak Prescott was carving up that defense. Too many missed tackles, dropped interception, uh, no adjustments there, pass rush didn't get home. All those things are true. And all those things were a big problem. You knew you couldn't win that game getting into a shootout. It had to be low scoring, and the defense has to be better, and they will be better. I think they were just it was a bad matchup and a bad day. They were great against the Buffalo Bills. I think they will go back to being great again against the New England Patriots this week. I believe that.
I the second interception from Zach Wilson I don't really care about because he was taking a shot down the field and trying to back the defense off, which I'll give him that. And could Garrett have jumped up for it or, or done a little bit of a better effort? P- possibly, yeah. I, I don't know if I fully put that one on Garrett, but it's probably a mix of those two things. But I throw that one out the window anyway. I don't really care about that one. First one was a, a bad ball that should never be thrown, and and third one was the worst one in my opinion. I think the, th- uh, the game was already over, but the third one was the worst one, uh, just missing on the check down to Michael Carter. Joe from Cali is up next. He wants to get into the offensive line shuffle. It's time. Hey Matt, it's Joe from California. What's up, Dave? Hey, um, just watched that brutal game against the Cowboys. So offensive line, you've got to do it. You've got to do the move now. You've got to move McCodick into left tackle. Um, I don't ever want to see Connor McGovern, McGovern play again unless it's in a backup injury situation. He's just not powerful enough to do it. He got steamrolled on that stunt. Um, he just can't do it. The whole idea of having Connor McGovern in there was that he was an experienced veteran who could handle the audibles from Aaron Rodgers. Well, guess what? You don't have to worry about that anymore. So uh, it's it's time for Joe Tutman to get in there, and it's time for him to learn on the job and for him to do that with the defenses that we're playing in the first six games we'll be lucky to go two and four at this point so you might as well get Tipman in there and let him get some game experience you need to move avt to right tackle because i that's probably the best solution at this point put Mac, uh, some combo of max mitchell and and someone else for right guard um let these young guys get in there get some more punch you've got to try it these these aging veterans Robert Sella, I know he's loyal to these veteran warriors, but this is, like, unsafe. At this point, we'll be lucky if Zach Wilson doesn't get hurt. They have no business being on the same field with some of these defenses. It's just, and if you, and if you think Dallas was tough, I get, it's not going to get a whole lot easier with the Patriots because they're going to have a lot of confusion and a lot of things sure. for the Jets line this week. It is not going to get better this week. I, I, I'm telling you that. So, um, that's my take on it. First six games are brutal anyway. Might as well get the young guys in there, get some energy, get some punch. Makai back then kept saying, I am a left tackle. It's put up or shut up time then. Put him in there anyway because the first six games are brutal. So let him prove himself. I don't know if he can hold up for 17 games. I have my doubts. But you're going to have to deal with that (laughs) when the time comes if he can't make it all the 17 games. At this point, it's, you know, break glass in case of emergency. That's all I got. Um... I hope we can salvage this season in some way, steal a wild card. That's what I'm hoping for. And uh, But it doesn't matter. I love this team. I love this D. I feel so bad for this D. So bad for this D. They're playing their guts out. I mean, they've played 70%, 70% time possession with Dallas. And they're just, they don't give up. And they, they know what's coming. Uh, they know they're going to have to, like, carry the load here. And another season of this. And I just, you know, it's just, it, oh, just, heartbreaking to see these guys that play their guts out and then watch this offense just awful so anyway uh we'll see but uh go jets bye yeah it's uh I get it. I think Tipman, we are, I said it earlier in the episode, but we are on Joe Tipman watch. I think he is the first guy in, whether that's for McGovern or for Lakin Tomlinson, it'd be one of those two guys. You can move Becton to the left side to get Brown out if it continues to go that way. AVT can play a tackle in a pinch if need be. Also, there are ways to shuffle this thing up, and I think that's the next step here. 
I'd be surprised if they made the shuffle this quickly, like in going into week three. I'm ready for it. I think it's it's you know only a matter of time before it happens. But uh, it's getting late for Dwayne Brown, Lakin Thomason, Connor McGovern. Uh, you know, I think I don't love the idea of Max Mitchell or Billy Turner having to come in and play. I would rather if you're going to shuffle things around, Schweitzer on the interior um, or you know Joe. Tipman going in and playing guard and keeping Connor McGovern in or kicking McGovern over to guard and Tipman play center. Like th- there's a way there's many, many ways the jets can go about doing this. But if you have another repeat performance, it's over that for this starting five, I don't see how you can run it out, continue to run it back out there. Let's close out with James in Jersey. What's up there, Mario? Guess who it is? This is James from New Jersey. <laughs> Welcome back. A very long time. We'll talk to you. I had to tell you at one of the training camps. I told you to call in. I've just been busy, man. But I've been thinking about you. What's going on, buddy? Hope everything is good with you. Uh, of course, I mean, listen, you already know what it is. I already know what it is. The Jets can't have nice things. I feel like we're cursed, and I feel like Joe Manor is the soul to the devil for the Super Bowl season. Like, I don't know what the hell is going on. Listen, if you're about this uh, Dallas Cowboys thing, right? Like, yeah, Michael Parsons had a freaking field day against us. And I know there's been conundrums about Zach Wilson being Zach Wilson from 2022, and we can argue that case. But um, personally, whether Zach Wilson's a problem or not, whether we need to get a new quarterback or not, I think we need to first start off by really addressing this offensive line. Like, um, I, I don't know what's going on. I think offensive line needs to be really evaluated first before Zach Wilson. Or even then, let's definitely give Zach Wilson his opportunity in week three against New England. See if the see if Bill Belichick can uh, can again dissect Zach Wilson again before we really consider it. But regardless, before Zach Wilson needs to be considered finding a quarterback, let's freaking find um let's see let's get this offensive line evaluated because obviously it's been an issue. And as Rob Fowler said on Hard Knocks, none of this freaking matters until the big boys up front changes who we are. Obviously, I was that Dwayne Brown does not look like Dwayne Brown of old. Unfortunately, he's just, I mean, I, you know, Aaron Rodgers got his Achilles blown out, whether it was Dwayne Brown's fault or not. But, like, his offensive line gave too much pressure. You know, Michael Parsons is good in the Cowboys. He's like, you got to figure it out. But, but yeah, after, after Bill Belichick, depending how Zach Wilson plays against him in his defense, then we have to put Red Alert on the quarterback. But for now, I think the major Red Alert is offensive line. So hopefully we, we beef it up soon and we're going to figure it out or we've got the offensive scheme. But anyway, man, I'm calling in. I'm going to think about you. Finally called in. I'll try to call weekly now, uh, more frequently. But uh, let's hopefully the season is not in shambles yet. There's only week three in the story long season. Go Jets, and I'll talk to you soon. Dude. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, thank you so much, James. Good to hear from you. Doing well. Uh you know, as, as good as Jeff fans can be right now, they have to bounce back in a big way against New England. Then the losing streak has to stop against New England, which is good because it came, you know, with your call, kind of comes full circle that, you know, it, it needs to come to an end. And the best ways to do that is running the football, playing good defense, and being smart, which is something that the Jets did not do. They were not smart in that game against Dallas. They did not run the football, and they did not play good defense. That's It's got to change. That's the identity of this team. And, you know, they need Zach Wilson to be 2009-2010 Mark Sanchez. If he could do that, 
then the Jets can win this game and could probably find their way to wild card spot because of the amount of talent on this team. But if you're getting, you know, meltdown performances after meltdown performances, then don't know. Don't know what the plan will be at that point. And they'll lose that locker room pretty quickly. But the Jets are still confident in Zach Wilson. The offensive staff and and the players are. Garrett Wilson spoke highly of Zach Wilson today, saying that you know it wasn't on him. He was on his toes because of everything going on around him. And just hope that isn't the case on Sunday. This is going to do it for me in episode 187. Please make sure to subscribe wherever you get the show. Give a like, give a comment, review, whatever it is. Uh, I appreciate all the support as always. Once again, I'm Matt O'Leary, and I'll catch you next time.